Destiny Church 217 podcast. Today we are hearing from Pastor Hannah Schaefer and testimonies from the missions team she led to Guatemala. Following the sermon, take a look at the episode description to see scripture references as well as helpful links to learn more about our ministry. We hope that you'll be both encouraged and challenged by the testimonies from this life-changing experience. This is my amazing daughter, mother of four, world traveler. Uh, I was kidding her earlier this morning. I started to tell her something. She goes, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, I own a little piece of real estate in her brain right up there uh, uh, because she's such an amazing person and, and she loves the Lord and she has uh, led this team to Guatemala and I don't know how many times she's been, she'll probably tell you. But today it's always important that when Paul arrived at a new location, he says, here's what I've been doing, here's where I went, here's what I saw, here's what I did. And so we're gonna take the next little while and get a report from this team that many of you sowed finances into uh, to get there. And so with no further ado, this is Hannah. Schaefer, my daughter. I was told I was coming up after video announcements, so you kind of took all my thing to intro the video, but that's okay. Um, so we got back last night. We started traveling home yesterday at two in the morning and traveled all day, landed in St. Louis last night, and it was an amazing week and one that we're really grateful that you guys sewed into us. Everybody paid for their own way to go, but you guys all sewed into the offering two weeks ago, right before we left. So everything that you're seeing right now, you didn't get to go, but you were a part of as sending us. We didn't just go, you guys sent us. And so um, this is going to be really cool. It's just a five minute long video. You're going to see, I tried to label. We actually went to four different villages. We spent a lot of time in the car and not on I-55, on cobblestone roads. A couple of times I was like, I need to eat a couple gummy worms. I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> um, every day, just had my, you know, my little Sour Patch Kids in my pocket and um, I'm good to go. So we had an amazing time and even the things that are challenging were enjoyable when you're doing it for the Lord. And so it was a spectacular week. Like I said, we went to four different villages. You guys helped raise the money. We gave away 600 chicks with feed and Bibles in one village. Another village, we gave away rice, beans, and oil to 150 families. We did a VBS, then we were actually able, because of the money you guys raised, to feed all of the kids after the VBS. And so, so many amazing, amazing things. It was gonna be nine of us. One of our women got sick the week of and couldn't join us, Lori Basler, but there were eight of us total that went, and it was amazing. So do you guys wanna see what God did this week? Yeah? Okay, let's go ahead and watch. Why doesn't the team come on up? Come on up, come on up. These are some awesome women and men of God. They're up here, they're saying, oh, I missed you. It's been 12 hours. I miss you. Um, so it was an amazing time. Um, all of us going and man, I mean, isn't that crazy? I feel like it was a long week, but it's also a week ago. Right now we were measuring rice and beans, the beginning of the video and all that's happened in a week. That's crazy. And so I'm really grateful that you guys were able to send us that all of them said yes to the call to go because we can send money, but there still has to be the hands and feet that go and do it. And so thankful for Wayne and Jenny Munson of Extreme Missions that we got to partner with down there. I've known them 
my whole life. <laughs> and they, I swear, I was telling them, I said, man, the day that you guys meet Jesus face, oh, they're watching. Awesome. Hi, guys. Um, and the day that they meet Jesus face to face, I hope there's like, I hope I can be a fly on the wall to see what it's like when they see all the people that they touched that were in heaven because of what they've said yes to. And so um, they're amazing, amazing couple and they're carrying on the legacy through their family as their kids do missions and all that. It's spectacular. So um, I obviously have things that I could talk all day about, but you guys don't need to hear from me. You hear from me all the time. What I want you to hear from is from the people who said yes and what God showed up and did in their life this week because we go to serve, but the crazy thing is when we go to serve, we get blessed. Whether it's encounter, whether it's a mission trip, whatever it is. And I believe that's the scripture coming to pass where it says, you know, fire falls on sacrifice. And when you say, okay, this cost me something. Yeah, it cost me maybe some finances. Maybe it cost me some time off of work. Maybe it cost me some comfort. Great opportunity for God to come and show up when it cost you something. And so they're going to share maybe something that touched them personally, something they saw that impacted them. But don't take this as like, oh, okay, gosh. No, take it and be like, I want that. I claim that because that's what testimonies, as we learned, you know, when the kids were here, what do testimonies mean? They mean, God, do it again, do it again. I want that in my life. And so let's be active listeners this morning. That's what I want to encourage you to do and that I'm going to work to do as um, these awesome people share. So what we're going to do is, so we're just going to go down the line because otherwise I think all of you will be like, <sighs> so we're just going to go down the line. That way you don't have to guess. Does that work? Okay. So I'm going to start with Corinne. <laughs> Corinne. Corinne is amazing. And so in case you don't know who people are, I'll give like a little snippet so you have maybe a little area to place what you're going to hear from them. Corinne is amazing. So I've liked Corinne from a distance um, because I always have, churches are hard. Like on Sunday morning, I'm usually chasing four kids. My husband is talking to someone because he's very relational. And I'm like trying to maybe have one word in edgewise with someone. And so for me, I was excited to have a week away and to actually be able to connect with these awesome people. And so Corinne, she's just cut out for it. There's certain people you meet and you're like, you've got it. Like whatever it is, you've got it. And I don't know what her future looks like, but I sure believe ministry's in it. And she, she like, I see something and I'm about to ask somebody to go do it and she's doing it. Or you see her over and she's being so like thoughtful and helping people. And I'm like, who, who is this person? I love this person. Like, how can I be involved with her in her life? And anyway, Corinne is spectacular. And so I'm excited to hear what she's going to share with you this morning. Thank you. Okay. So... This being my first missions trip, I was, I mean, I committed, I was not sure what to expect. You know, people were telling me, like, uh, scary stories in class, and I was like, oh, my gosh. But, um, no, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew I was going to be kind of uncomfortable, but, you know, the reward is always amazing. Um, so, when I got there, I didn't expect the feeling that I would get, like, when I would walk into one of the villages, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should, you know, hug these people because it was just so drastically different from what I've seen before. Um, but, you know, First Peter says, cast all your anxieties out for he cares for you. So 
I was nervous, but I, you know, gave my anxiety to God, and he took it, and I didn't have one anxious bone in my body after that. I was hugging the people. I was shaking their hands. I, it was like this barrier was just, like, lifted and gone, and it, they just, like, felt like family. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but they felt like I had known them all my life. So, yeah, I was, it was an amazing feeling because my thought going into it was, you know, I don't know what these people, I don't know if they're going to be, like, weirded out by these Americans coming in and whatever. But um, as soon as I gave them a hug or shook their hand, they were, like, at first they were kind of taken aback, but then they accepted it. And I was, like, I have to do this because this may be the only time that these people ever feel Jesus or, you know, like, see Jesus today or ever. So I was, like, I don't care if I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to do this because... That's what matters. So, you know, I was hugging him and just loving on him because, you know, I think you, you don't always have to know what to say, but usually your actions can show Jesus. So I, you know, loved on him. Um, but then as well as that, like all my teammates, I think one of my favorite things was like each one of them showed me how to be more like Jesus in their own ways. So I am forever grateful for the experience that we had together. Thank you. Awesome. You should have seen her with the kids. I mean, she was, it's just, she, it was like she was best friends with everyone. And I was like, how is she doing this? But what she's saying is true. So um, next up we'll have my mother, who I guess doesn't need much introduction, but it was fun, my roomie for the week. And so um, we, had a, we had a good old time, like old time's sake. And so um, I'm sure she's had lot, she has lots of encouraging words to share with you this morning. Thanks, Hannah. I told Eric, it's like being like her, with her, just her with no kids around and just me and her in her room. It's like she's still in high school or college. It's still the same thing. What do you want for, what do you want a snack at 7 o'clock at night? You want a, you want a snack? It's, I mean, it was just continuous. Like I said, Hannah, you are just the same, and that's awesome. And uh, so God gave me two things I want to talk about. And um, one of the things is the whole week, I've been on so many teams, I can't even tell you. And every team's been amazing. But I can honestly say this team represented Jesus excellently. This team represented you excellently. And uh, that's a God thing. No fighting, no harsh words. Everybody's tired. Everybody's hot. But what do you do? You just love each other. And, I mean, I'm not hotter than somebody else. And I may not be more hungrier than somebody else. But it shows a level of commitment to God, how you treat each other, and then how that manifests. Um, we've been with um, Jenny and Wayne for, gosh, almost 30 years. And I just got to gotta know, they're giving to our fellowship hall $1,000. So, so thanks, Jenny and Wayne. Um, there are, you know, BFFs in ministry, and Jenny's one of my quarters, and I just love him to death. And um, when I go on these teams, God usually gives me a theme for the week. And the, a theme for me this week that I saw in everybody and that I want to talk about is the butterfly effect. And the butterfly effect, um, the wings might create tiny changes in the atmosphere that may ultimately alter the path of a tornado or delay, accelerate, or even prevent the occurrence of a tornado in another location. 
And I thought, you know, that's what we're doing. We may have this little thing that we do or a little kindness, a little outreach. But guess what? It has huge, huge eternal effects. And you don't even know when you're kind to somebody or hand something to somebody or give somebody a hug. You don't know the long-term effects of that. And to the team, I told them a little bit. Jenny and Wayne, when they were up in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Eric and I went to church with them when Eric was in Bible school. They invited us over for dinner. And lo and behold, who would know they'd be some of our best friends, right, in ministry and in life. And um, when we were up in Minnesota, their young man, their young son said, I want to go on the trip their church was offering up there. Joshua Munson said, I want to go on that trip. And he's a young kid, well, like 13 or something, that's the youngest you can go. And uh, he told his mom and dad, I want to go to Guatemala. And they said, okay, we'll go, we'll take you, because you have to have a parent. And from that one life, how many, how many lives have been changed? I mean, Eric and I have taken probably over 30 trips built things, and that's just us. How many lives and missions trips and ministry to the people in medicine and food? And um, I go, that's the butterfly effect right there. One little boy said, I want to go on that trip, and then they moved there. And they've been there for over 25 years. They're citizens of Guatemala. They do it right. We're not there now, but they'll go back to those churches and check on those ladies. They'll go back to those villages where we handed out food and see how they're doing. And so it's a continued uh, relationship with the people in Guatemala. They're the real deal. And so I just say, you know, I challenge you in your own life. You know, what is your butterfly, butterfly effect? Because... What you do matters. The smallest step taken can change the course of life completely. An act of kindness allows for another, linking all of us in unimaginable ways. Small turns of empathy are a fundamental concept of feeling the suffering of others, entailing harmony and shared feelings of compassion. When you minister together, you link arms together. You hear each other's armor. You're stronger because nobody's an island unto themselves. And so that's my take from the week. I really feel like we were the butterfly effect. And for me, um, personally, I feel like I'm growing every trip I go. The first couple trips I went to years and years ago, like in the 1990s, let me tell you, they were pretty traumatic for me because I'm just going to be honest. If you don't know me, I'm a germaphobe. And I also have a little OCD. I mean, I know you're not perfect either, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, and so I see growth in myself because um, even just, I, I'm not afraid to hug you. Don't think that. I'm not afraid to hug you. I'm not afraid of that kind of thing. But I, um, like I would just be so consumed with germs when I was there. But I'm not, a, but God's, when God tells me something, that's stronger than my own fears. And if he says, go and love those people, and I do love them, then I go. And then I wash my hands about 100 million times. <laughs> And even in grade school, Hannah, she went to some friend's house, and we didn't let Hannah go very many places. You know, we kept her pretty tight, pretty, you know, protected. But one time she went to a family's um, home from church, and they're like, she's a nice girl, but she washes her hands a lot. And I'm like, I know. I taught her that. Um, so, but what do you do when, you know, you hand out food, and a man comes to you and, we just stand up. 
takes your hand. And at first, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus, why do you have to shake my hand? You know, because now I'm going to have to go wash my hands. But um, I'm just being honest. But I loved him so much because he's like, now we'll have food for a while. We will eat. And I'm like, we're all concerned about how much we're eating. And they're hoping they catch a fish, you know. And um, so it's like I can get past my own insecurities and God's working with me and dealing with um, those kinds of things and making me a better person. And I'm growing and um, Hannah does a great job leading. I would still be wandering around the airport. <laughs> but I think I have a little experience and a little something to add to the team, you know. I know some things to bring and do. But um, God's working on me. He's working on you. Don't be afraid. You know, it, I, my philosophy is to do it afraid. If God tells you to do something, and I, I'm getting better, but when we were having lunch at the airport yesterday, that waitress, she had to reach over my glass and touch my straw. <laughs> And I was like, why do they have to touch your straw when they reach their arm over? So I had to change straws. But God is good. And that song, he's so, so good. My life, he's been so, so good in my life. I don't feel guilty about the blessings of God, but I feel responsible to be a good steward over how every way God has blessed me. Amen. Awesome. It's funny, she, she is the, the germ person, and I'm like not, like I, I don't even know if I found soap all week, no, I'm just kidding. I'm like, build immune systems, yes! And uh, they're like, Hannah, do you have an essential oil for that? I'm like, oh, just sh shut up, guys. But uh, um, yeah, like her Jolly Rancher would fall out and touch her skirt, she's like, I need a new one. I need a new one, and I'm like, I'll take it. And um, that was the week, so... More Jolly Ranchers for me. Okay, um, so next up we're going to have Kathy. Kathy is spectacular. Um, at, us as a church body, the goal is to raise up leaders, right? And leaders don't have to look like, out in front, I'm going to attack. They can. And sometimes we need to have that inside of us to be able to come out when necessary. But Kathy is a spectacular leader to where, you know, I'm on maternity leave. I have a baby. Who's going to lead encounter? Kathy. Kathy is a powerhouse. And I would trust her with anything. I would trust her with my life. But what is most admirable about Kathy is she is a spectacular servant. Anytime I have served with her, we've went lots of places, whether it's Brazil or Guatemala, Brazilian, like we've been places. And never once do I feel like there's this, well, I can do it better, Hannah. Or, well, why not? Why aren't we doing it this way? She just comes and she serves. But she's amazing in a servant leader. And so if there's any, I mean, watch her and learn from her and how she does life because Kathy is amazing. So let's hear from Kathy. Thank you, Hannah. She's going to make, um, make me cry already. I just want to first start. I want to thank Wayne and Jenny Munson for answering God's call, for being faithful to answer the call to go into the missions field because how many of us would do it? How many of us would answer the call? And they did. And I just want to say how thankful I am to you guys again. And I love this group of people that are sitting behind me. I love every one of you. We are a small group, but we were powerful and we were united. So I love this group. The first village that you saw us go into where we were um, doing the 
rice, beans, and oil give out. That was one of the poorest villages that we went to. And they told us, as you're bagging up the rice and beans, don't let anything fall out. If you do, you have to pick it up. And I think about how wasteful we are over here. But these people, they would not waste one grain of rice or one bean or one drop of oil because they will use everything. They do not receive help from the government. So when they came to pick up the rice, beans, and oil, some of the older people were, you know, very sick and feeble-looking. But they were so grateful, and like Cheryl said, one of the men had told Wayne, well, at least I won't have to worry about what I'm going to eat tonight. So, you know, they were grateful to get the food, and that touched my heart because we do waste, and they don't. They use everything that they have. Um, the kids' VBS, that was amazing to interact with all the children and to just put a smile on their faces and just to give out candy. I mean, that was like they were receiving a piece of gold, you know. So that was good. And then I, I got to share my testimony on this trip. I, I didn't know I would be sharing it three times. And so I shared it with the women, and we just saw a, a flood of women flood the altar, crying out for the Lord. And so the biggest takeaway for me was that we, we got salvations. We saw we, we got salvations on this trip. And two of them, two of the people were little children that said, we want Jesus. And so that was a big takeaway for me. And it was an amazing trip, but the work doesn't stop with this one team. It continues. So I'm just encouraging everyone to go on a missions trip because you do not know the impact that you will have on their lives. So please go. Awesome. They're cheering in the hallway. If you hear that, it's because it's promotion Sunday. So they're moving up and let's just say Liberty was like, she goes, can you just come sit and watch today? And I was like, I'm sorry, not today. Can't today, but she... Every, she's like, are we there? Is it the Sunday? Is it the Sunday? And today was the best day of her life, and she's so excited. So if you hear cheering, it's because they're cheering each other on as they move up into different classrooms. So next up is going to be Pam. You guys might not be familiar with Pam. She hasn't been around here as much, but I became familiar with Pam. She was involved with the Banquet of Honor with Levi, which is coming up soon. She is an artist. She is a construction wizard and she is a creative, and she loves brownies. So, um, and you know that she loves brownies, if I'm including that in her introduction, okay? To the point, like, we're at the coffee shop, and she's like, I think this is the best brownie I have ever had. And so she goes up, she goes, um, if I come back tomorrow, can I buy a whole pan of these and bring them home? And he was like, yes. And so he brought and he made a whole batch of warm brownies that she brought home in her suitcase yesterday. So when I say she likes brownies, I'm not kidding. Um, but Pam has a heart. She went on the most recent encounter too and just seen her serve. Um, I don't think she was really familiar with much of anyone, but she came and she folded in beautifully. And the heart that she had, whether it was for the kids, anything, you look over and she's doing it. The thing where you're like, maybe I'll just do this so they don't ask me to help with that. 
she was like just over there doing it. And so um, she was a huge asset to the team and we were grateful to have her. Hi guys. You can pretty much tell by how we hugged, we have not seen each other for 18 hours. So it's been pretty rough. I feel like I'm at the Academy Awards. I want to stop by, you know, I want to thank the whole Vincent family for meeting them. And just, I've been in and out of their life with different things. And I remember Poppy called, exactly. Uh, Poppy called me one day and she said, hey, I have an extra. And I'm like, pick me, whatever it is, pick me. And it was the encounter. She had an extra ticket. And I just kind of got involved with the women here and talking, and I met the Mun uh, Jenny Munson, and I wrote her name down in a notebook, and she made such an impression. And a long time ago, I was walking at this store. You know how you find something? Okay, with me, it's always brownies. You don't stop. You just pick it up and put it in your cart. There was a sign that said, draw the line. And I had bought that and put it above my art studio that was reminding me to get in here and get artwork done. When I met Jenny Munson and we were going through, the, what's that line of fire or something, that tunnel you go through? Fire trail. She touched my shoulder and stopped me and she said, you need to draw the line on how much you work. And right there. And she made an impression on me. But this whole team, everybody is so dynamic. Everybody put things together. And we shared a lot. I'll tell you, I want my skirt back, by the way, Joe. I haven't gotten that back from you yet. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but every time we ate, you would hear, Pam, are you going to eat that? Or, you know, jo Joe, do you kind of have this? I mean, we were constantly pantsing food. And I ate like a five-year-old, and I ate very well there. The food was phenomenal. As long as it didn't have a bone in it, I was good. The uh, language was, a, that was, we tried so hard. And I said, hola, which is hello, 87 different dialects, but the right one. I even said Guten Tag until <laughs> I know it. One day, though, and this was probably the fourth day in, I, I went and I sat down, and this five-year-old boy, you guys don't know this, this five-year-old boy came up, and he put his hands on my shoulders and went, hola, hola. So that was really cute. <laughs> so it was good. Um, there was just so much. You know, this was my first mission trip, and I would definitely go again. Even to, because there's things that happen there that I'm guessing doesn't happen in your house. Like when you're cooking and you're sweeping your dirt floor, you're shooing away the pigs and the chickens, you know. But you, there's a, a saying that you have to overcome before you become. A hundred percent, that's what this was like. I can't tell you how much love I felt. And the four words you talked about, the compassion, the kindness, the hospitality, and the joy, we felt with these people. And at first, you kind of hold off on hugging. I'd heard you can hug everybody, but some of them kind of stand off. And then there's some that are like, like that right when you come up. And then you find yourself seeking out those ones that are standing back there. And this is the first time also, or second time, that I have prayed over anybody. Oh my gosh. You know, God builds up when we're like, when we're with you guys and we're singing, he builds up in us so that we can go out to these things and it just pours out of us and it pours out and it just comes right back in us. And these people were so grateful and, and it was really cute. This is one little thing. Um, Cheryl and Kathy were average heights there too. So... <laughs> So it was really fun, but I can't thank you guys enough for your support. I know I'll have so much more to tell you, but that'll be chapter two when it's done. No, I'm just kidding. So, but thank you guys so much. It was amazing. Awesome. Um, so next up, we're going to hear from Isabella. Isabella's awesome. Um, Isabella's brain works differently than mine, um, <laughs> but it was spectacular. And what I love about any trip 
or any type of ministry or any job or anything. Everybody has different skill sets. And I love to see how God shows up in those where it's like, oh, wow, God put her there, not me, because she can do that. And that's not what I do. And when he does that so intricately, it's pretty cool. And um, she'll probably share about that, but I'm going to intro it because it was my fa- one of my favorite things on the trip, which Isabella is very like um, touchy and like very like if you see her, she's probably going like this to someone or like if, she's rub- like if you're praying for her, she's going like this on your hands. She's just how she is. And so sometimes I pray for her and she's like going like this on my hands and I'm like, focus, Hannah, just don't pay attention. And, uh, and, and, um, it's just not like my natural thing. And I'm like, this is interesting, but we're there and it was the last women's event and we're praying for people. Okay. Sorry. I'll let, but that's okay. Hello. So I'm just going to say, this is my first mission trip, but it was amazing. And I would definitely go again. I just want to say thank you for this, like this amazing group that I was uh, with and everything. So it was their uh, last missions day of the event. I'm like super nervous, by the way, shaken. Um, But um, we had prayer and all these women just came up and it was so beautiful. I was uh, praying for one of these women up in the front and uh, this woman just lays her head on my shoulder and just starts sobbing. And so of course I just lay on her shoulder and just start sobbing as well because that's what you do. But um, just going around all these women just praying, it was just so amazing. And uh, one of the women were uh, receiving uh, Christ for the first time, I believe. And uh, I just walked around her little era and just just the Spirit of God just all over this room. It was just so like impactful and just so amazing. And I just want to say thank you for just everything. I know my testimony is really short, but I'm just I'm just super nervous. But yeah, it was just it was an amazing time and I'm just super grateful for everything and what God has done and just yeah. So thank you. <laughs> awesome. But what I what I told her after the fact, um because they were, it was crazy. So like, we're all going around praying for people, but like she's praying for them. And then they like, it's these little old ladies and they like crumble on her and are like wailing. And she just sits there and she just rubs their back while they wail. And, um, I was like, man, it's a good thing they do that with you and not me. I'd be like, you good? (laughs) You good? Jesus loves you. You good? But all that to say, for me, I was like, whoa, God, like, you do know, like, you put the right person praying for her to where they want, they need that. And so that was a cool thing um, at the trip where if she wasn't there, that wouldn't have been able to happen because I would, that would have been a void. And so I was really thankful to have her. Um, So next up is Joe. And Joe, guys, I don't know. Many men who would say yes to going on a trip with all women. But let me just say that I haven't had many interactions with Joe prior to this trip. And um, my two memories of him before this trip were, number one, it was like during COVID, we hadn't done a missions trip. And he's like, I want to go to Guatemala, Hannah. When are you going to Guatemala? I am on that list. And so, like, the moment I was even planning dates, I'm like, here, Joe, like, this is what I'm looking at. And so, like, he signs up. And then it's like, woman, woman woman, woman, woman. And I, and so then the deadline hits and I'm like, it's all women and Joe, but he like really wanted to go. And so I'm like, Hey Joe, I would still love to have you, but I understand it's a little much. You don't want to go with all of us. And he's like, no, I'm going like, I want to go. This has been on my heart and I'm going. 
And so that really stuck out to me. And the second thing that stuck out to me about Joe was when I was the children's pastor um, before Ashley, one Sunday he came back and he was like, I heard that you could maybe use some pencil sharpeners. So I found these. There's like an Elsa one and there's a this. And I'm like, who, who are you? And like, how did you hear about this? And what man goes and buys these things that he like, he's just extremely thoughtful. And that showed up time and time again. The first day at the airport, he showed up with eight goodie bags for all of us women. Okay. So Joe is amazing. He's a keeper to whoever gets him. And he brought us food and snacks. And he was the one with the biggest book bag, and he brought sunscreen bug spray, a combo of a bug spray, that, and he, and he brought out little drink pouches for everyone every morning, and he was amazing. And I'll bring him next time for the snacks alone, but um, uh, I will keep him because of his heart. And so he has a servant's, servant's heart. And never once was it like, oh, you're doing a women's event? Like, I guess I'll just, no. He went and he served with everything he had inside of him. And um, his humor was an added bonus, which I'm sure you'll get a little, I mean, like literally it's just nonstop. He oozes, I don't even know what you would call them, but things, jokes, dad jokes. Oh yeah, and so, well, he might share. Are you gonna share about that in yours? Okay, so he brought band-aids and like why did he bring band-aids I don't know but you saw it in there that little girl fell and she was like devastated about her knee I was like and he's like I brought the band-aids today I'm like get those band-aids and um he he literally had the Mary Poppins bag of just things and on the shopping day even he's like guys I gotta go to another store we're like all right Joe we got you we'll go shop in one more store and um yeah, I'm really excited. I love his testimony that I hope he's going to share and share with you guys today. But okay, well, give it up for Joe. Well, good morning, Destiny family. Um, first of all, thank you so much for uh, your faithful tithing and your in your prayers. I mean, you guys did you know play a part in this too. So don't don't ever cut yourself short. I mean, we we bared witness to uh, you know the amazing things that happened, but but you guys planted those mustard seeds as well. So thank you for that. Um, I did warn the ladies that if something were to happen on this trip, that I was less Rambo and more Barney Fife. But <laughs> luckily, uh, we were all safe. I didn't have to spring into action besides the Scooby Doo Band Aid. Um, so life was good. Um, there's a lot of things that stood out on this trip. Um, you know, there's those key things that happen in life that are very, you know, life-changing. Uh, you know, you get married, you have your first kid, maybe not after your fifth kid, but the first kid, you know, and all, all of these different things. And, and uh, you know, going on a missions trip in a third world country uh, is one of those things that just is going to stick with you. You know, you're going to remember that. And um, so a lot of things we could talk about, um, a lot of amazing experience, but uh, one is I've never been anywhere around the world where there were so many smiles, so many genuine smiles, so many beautiful smiles. I mean, these people have nothing and they are just so happy and they really count their blessings. And it's just, man, I just wish I could just be at their level and stay at their level. Now, coming um, back home, I did remove a lot of things from my Amazon shopping cart. So it just, it does give you, uh, you know, a clear thinking of this is just stuff, you know. No, I, I don't. I don't need that. So, um, 
one of the night when we did the uh, vacation Bible school, um, we had uh, two uh, a, a little boy and a little girl that gave their life to Christ, and so we're uh, circling around them with our hands on them as they're giving their life to Christ. And um, in that moment, I I saw a vision. I, I I saw those two, and I saw a group of people behind them, and. I'm not going to say that I heard the audible voice of God, but I heard a voice say, you're going to see them again. And I knew what that meant. And later on, um, while, while I was thinking, well, you know, who were those other people? Uh, I, I'm quite certain those are the people that they are going to save and bring to the kingdom that we will all get to meet. Just those little mustard seeds. All it took was those two little uh, children to give their lives to Christ and the, the, the kingdom is going to expand so much further beyond that. And um, so that was amazing. And then um, the, the day that we gave away the uh, food to 150 people, um, we, uh, we prayed over the folks and I, there was a picture of me with my hands on two gentlemen and I'm, I'm praying over them. And, and I'm just asking God to just, you know, whatever's in their life that they need uh, help with, um, that, that he just, you know, restores them and, and, and blesses them and, and, and their families. And, and um, so I'm just praying over that. And one of the gentlemen, he, he turns around and he says, it's my back. I, I, I need prayers for my back. And as far as I knew, that, that guy didn't speak any English. But in that moment, he was speaking English. So I don't know if he was speaking in tongue and I was interpreting it at the, at the time or what, but that was pretty wild. So I started running my hand up and down his spine. I'm like, all right, buddy, I'm going to pray for that back, you know. So hopefully uh, that back was restored. I, I have faith that, uh, that he did find comfort in that. But uh, so many wonderful moments and such a great group. And um, yeah, yeah. Thank you all for, for your prayers and, and faithful tithes. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm, a, uh, I'm in the Air Force. I was stationed in Europe for three years and I mean, I've traveled all around Europe, but um, uh, Guatemala is just one of those things, experiences that's just really going to stick. Antigua, uh, the last city that we went to, I mean, that's one of the most beautiful, wonderful cities I've ever been to in my entire life. I've been all over the US, I've been all over Europe and it, it's phenomenal. So if you ever get a chance, please uh, do this uh, next time. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so our last testimony is gonna be Megan. And Megan is a powerhouse and she is a lover. That's how I would describe her, is a lover. And every village, it's like the children were drawn to her. And I don't know if it was her smile or what, but you're like, where's Megan? And she's over there making like BFFs with this little child, and um, which I'm sure she'll tell you more about, but she is a lover. And it was a pleasure to have her on the team, her, her energy, her excitement, her passion and her love and her willingness to serve um, and to be out of her comfort zone because it was out of the comfort zone. And so, way, way out of the comfort zone. And so um, I'm excited what she's going to be sharing with you. Hi, buddy. Uh, so, yes, this was way out of my comfort zone, but I wanted that. I wanted to be outside of my comfort zone, and I was prepared for that, and I, I was excited for that. Uh, God knew exactly what he was doing when he sent me to Guatemala. Um, my soul needed this. Those children, 
um, touched me. The women, everyone touched me, but those kids. Um, I have so many stories, but some that stuck out to me most. Um, one of the villages, I believe it was Chicago. I would always kind of try to look on the outskirts, and they would they would just stand, and they're just they're just staring, and their eyes they're just empty. And so I would try to walk up to each one and give them something. And so one of the little boys I gave a piece of chocolate to. And he, the chocolate was a little melted. So, but he took it and he licked the inside. But then he, it's like he didn't know what to do with the foil. And he put it in his mouth. And I was like, no. You know, and he kind of looked at me like, huh? I'm like, don't eat the foil. So he took it out, but he just looked at me and he smiled. Um... I mean, the first, the first village we went to, the poorest of the poor, there were two, I think it was a brother and a sister. They were just sitting on the outskirts, and of course, I couldn't resist. So I was determined that I was going, they were very shy, very timid, and um, I was determined that I was going to break them of that. So the little girl in particular, her and I became buddies, and I found out finally at the end, she told me her name, and her name was Hannah. Um, but I, my kids wanted me to bring poppet toys, so I had given them each one at the beginning of uh, our time there. And I mean, they must have sat there for hours and just hit the little circles. I mean, it's like they just never seen that before. Um, so much that we take for granted. Uh, okay, all the kids, all the children. So at the end of our uh, of our trip, the last village that we went to. Um, there was one little girl that I saw that had cowboy boots on. And of course, I had to go and let her know, like, I loved her cowboy boots. And um, so we just connected. And we were there for hours. But every time I would see her, she would kind of run up to me and hug me. And um, by the end, she had left with her mom. Um, but she came back, and she came back with a headband for me. And... Um, this, these people have nothing. And so I was like, for me, yeah, she was so excited to give it to me. And um, she left, and then she came back again with her mom, and she wanted to have, to have a photo taken with me. And so um, these people, they filled my heart. And my piece of my heart will always be with those children and with those women. Um, when I was nervous because I thought, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, kind of the same. It's like, see, sí, see. Sí. <laughs> but what I learned was when God is involved and Jesus is in your heart, there is no language barrier. Like you, they knew exactly what I was saying and I knew exactly what they were saying. So um, it was beautiful. It was, it was a gift. Um, I, I, it was a gift. So thank you. And thank you all that contributed. It was wonderful. Why don't you guys give them a round of applause as they make their way back to their seat? Come on. Awesome. In Matthew 28, verses 18 and 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority... In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. That's what we were able to do. That's what we were able to do. We, were, we had the authority inside of us because of the great commission that Jesus has given us and that he has given to all of us. And what I love about that, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. And usually at the end of a, you know, missions testimonies, we're like, well, you don't have to go, but like your home is a mission field. And, and that's not really where, where I'm going today. Where I'm going today is God is speaking to you and he's speaking to me. And the question is, are we listening? Are we listening to what he is saying? Um, for me, my biggest takeaway was actually stuff that happened before the trip when I was packing. And I was packing and I felt like God was like, bring that earache oil and oil. Yes. Bring that earache oil, Hannah. And I'm like, whatever. And so I put it in my carry-on and I'm like, all right, I'll bring the earache oil. And he's like, bring a baby swaddle. And I'm like, you don't really see many newborn babies in Guatemala, but I'm like, all right, I'll bring the baby swaddle. And so I'm packing, I'm doing all these things and I move on my way. I don't feel like I'm hearing the audible voice of God in those moments, but I'm just, I have a, a push. And so we're on the trip. We're in the car for a long time, the first day, <laughs> long time. And, um, I hear Kathy, she goes, man, my ear has been hurting me so bad. And I'm like, I have ear oil in my bag. And I was like, I didn't know why I brought it. Do you want some ear oil? And she was like, yeah. And so she puts it in. And then like five minutes later, maybe not even, she's like, my ear doesn't hurt anymore, Hannah. And I was like, yes. And I was like, guys, I heard God. Do you know I heard God? And um, for me, I was like, this is like, sorry, your ear hurts, Kathy. But man, I'm so glad I brought this oil. And and then we get there that first night, we're getting ready and we're doing devotionals the next morning. And Jenny was like, hey guys, we're going to this village today. Um, the pastor's daughter, she's 16. She got pregnant, really rough situation, but she has a, real, a newborn baby. And so we'll get to see her today. And I'm like, what? I was like, are you serious? Is she coming today? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yes. I said, I brought a baby swaddle. And she's like, no way. And she goes, did you really? I was like, look, it's right here. I brought it today. It's in my bag. And she was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I heard God. Like, whoa. Okay. And so these things are happening. And like I said, I think some of us were waiting for that audible voice. God, just tell me. But it's like, man, the thing is when you have a relationship with someone, if I'm in the same room with Ryan, he can look at me and I can know what he's saying. He doesn't have to say, well, let's vice versa. I don't have to say, Ryan, please stop talking. I want to leave. Do you hear me? I don't have to say that. I can look at him like, nobody else sees the look, but he sees the look, right? We all know you all have the look with someone for something. But what it comes down to is when you have an intimate relationship with someone, audible words don't always have to be spoken. It comes in the small things. It's not the big gestures, it's the small things that you hear. And so um, in John 16, verse 7, it says, But truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Which this has like always been highlighted in my Bible because this is Jesus talking. And I'm sure the disciples are like, it's good that you're leaving? Uh, no, I don't think so. Are you sure, Jesus? It's good you're leaving us? What? No, it says, unless I go away... The advocate, the counselor, the helper will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. 
because Jesus left, which I think some of us have maybe had those times where we're like, man, could we have Jesus back? Can I just sit next to Jesus? I want to have a conversation with Jesus. I think we've all maybe had that thought. But what if we had the counselor living inside of us that we get to talk to all the time, consistently? He knows our thoughts, and he knows the way we function and the way of which we process things. That's amazing. And what I love about this, it's saying that I'll send the advocate, I'm going to send the counselor and the helper, and sometimes I think we want to be comfortable. Do you need a comforter when you're already comfortable? You know, do you, do you need that in your life? And what I, what I think is such a ripe opportunity on missions trips and why that fire falls is because they're uncomfortable. They have nothing and they need that counselor. They need that comforter. They need that advocate that's going to come. But so often we say, you know, Holy Spirit, where are you? Well, maybe you're a little too comfortable and you don't actually need the comforter. And so I think sometimes the world isn't moved by love or actions of human creation. So sometimes we go and we're like, well, you know, I gave them this or I do that. Anybody can do that. Anybody can go to Guatemala and give somebody food. Anybody. But what makes the church different is that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. That it's not just our human creation that we're going and doing these things. We're just a gathering of people here doing something. We might as well just start a nonprofit and go do great things. Okay, great but it's irrelevant to the world and to eternity without the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that's what makes us different than the mission down the road is because we have the Holy Spirit living and flowing inside of us. That's what makes missions trips different is because we're working and partnering with the Holy Spirit. So do you walk in that power? You're like, I want that power. I know it's 1130, but we're finishing here. Do you walk in that power of the Holy Spirit inside of you? You're like, man, I want, I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to hear and, and, and feel those urges in my life and those presses in my life, those impressions. What does that look like? That looks like listening to the small things, just paying attention to his voice. Ryan and I were talking about it this week because I, I FaceTimed him and I was like, I heard God this week, Ryan. And he's like, that's awesome. And so he was sharing with me some stuff and he's like, yeah, I heard God, but I wasn't like for sure it was God. So like I did it anyway. And then I was like, dang it, it was God, man. And so he went to God and he's like, God, like, I'm sorry. I recognize that that was your voice. Please don't stop speaking to me. I want to honor your voice. So maybe if you aren't hearing or you aren't feeling these urges in your life that when you're at the grocery store, man, I should go pray for that person. Man, maybe I should go do that. And you're not feeling that. Let's go back to the last time you heard the Holy Spirit talk to you. Did you listen? Saying, you know, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry for grieving you. Please don't stop speaking to me. I want to move and walk. And how does that happen in Romans 12, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, who needs some mercy today? Me. To offer you your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So do you have a sacrifice? Are you a living sacrifice where the fire can fall, where he's willing to speak to you and he's willing to do that in your life? The last verse of the day is in Galatians 2. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Are you the living sacrifice where his fire can fall? Have you laid anything at the altar 
to where his presence has an opportunity to come and be. Fire just can't come and reside. There has to be something to fall on. And so like my, I mean, my sermon where I talked about being seasoned, I mean, that's the season I'm in. God, man, I want to give you something that cost me something. God, I want to hear your voice in my daily life. And so what I want to do is I want to invite you to stand as we're closing here this morning. And maybe you're saying, okay, I, I want to be that living sacrifice. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your heart and you're like, what? Like he's talking to you about ear oil? That doesn't really make sense. It's because he wants a relationship with you. That's, this isn't just something where you come and raise your hands on a Sunday. This is a daily relationship where you talk to him when you're packing. You talk to him when you're in the car. You talk to him all the time. And it doesn't have to be this audible conversation. It's an exchange. And it comes from knowing him from having that intimate relationship with him where you know what he's thinking because you've died to yourself and he lives inside of you. And so um, with every eye closed and every head bowed, um, I wanna provide an opportunity to say, you know, maybe maybe you've never said, hey, Jesus, I, I wanna live with you. I, want, I, wanna hear, I wanna hear your voice. I want you to live in my heart. Can you help me with my daily life? It's gonna cost me, it's gonna cost me some comfort, it's gonna cost me something. I know it might not always be easy, but regardless, I choose you. If that's something that you wanna do today and you're like, I, I, I want some of that in my life. If you wanna raise your hand, I wanna pray for you. If you're like, you know, I do, I want, I want that in my life. And the other I wanna pray for, if you're like, I actually want more Holy Spirit in my life. I, I believe that I'm saved. I believe Jesus lives inside of my heart. But, but what you're talking about, I've never experienced. I want to be able to hear. I want to be able to feel these things and be like, whoa, I heard God. I've never felt that. I've never felt like I've heard God. If you want to feel like you can hear God, if you want your ears to be open to hear the voice of God in your life, I want you to raise your hand. And maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't, but you're like, I need clear, I need some earwax out of these ears. I need to be able to hear and feel more so what God has so God, I pray over all these people that hands are raised, God, that raising that hand was an act of faith. And in raising that hand, it was a surrender. And a surrender is a pleasable sacrifice. Fire falls on surrender. And so we ask God that you would come and that you would fall on all of their hearts. Um, I pray that if there's anything that they've done to step out of the will of listening to your voice, that you would reveal that to them right there in this moment, that you would even ask God and say, God, is there a reason? God, have I disobeyed you? God, did I not listen to what you said to me last? You can ask him. Because he's a gracious God, he will answer. Maybe it's the first thing that pops into your mind. Like I said, it doesn't have to be this audible voice. It's a memory that maybe pops up and you're like, man, you just say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't listen to that. I'm sorry that I didn't do that. And you say, will you please speak to me again? God, I just ask that you would open up the ears of all of us in this place, that you would speak to us in a new way. Maybe we usually see things like Joe, how he said he saw that he saw that vision of the kids and the people behind him. Maybe we haven't seen anything like that, that you would open up our eyes, God, that you would open up our spiritual senses with the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Thank you for sending the counselors. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to live inside of us to where we can see what you want us to see. 
that we could hear what you need us to hear, that you would feel what we need to feel, God, that you would come and speak to us once again. And maybe it hasn't happened before, but I declare that today is the day of hearing the Holy Spirit. In everything that we do, as we're driving in the car, we have a thought. You just have to pay attention. You're driving in the car, you have a thought. You say, wow, Holy Spirit, was that you? You gotta catch it. You can't let it pass we by. God, I declare and proclaim that we will be good stewards of your voice, that we will be good stewards of what you say, that you would give us the faith. Man, I believe, but God help me with my unbelief, that you would help us with our unbelief and that we would be able to walk with you, with the Holy Spirit daily in our lives. And we thank you. Amen. Amen. This has been a message from Destiny Church in Springfield, Illinois. To learn more about our ministry, visit the episode description where you can find links to our website, ways to give, and more information about who we are. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant, relationship.